deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings, listeners. This is Tanisha Baker, and you're back where it's at as I bring you the show that keeps you in the know. You're talking with T on this last day of November as we continue our theme of showing thanks through giving. Only by giving are you able to receive more than you already have. I hope each of you had a blessed Thanksgiving, but more importantly, I hope you remembered to bless others. If today is your birthday, you share it with actor Ben Stiller, the late Winston Churchill, baseball player Bo Jackson, the late Mark Twain, the late Dick Clark, singers Billy Idol and Clay Aiken, the late Shirley Chisholm, and my favorite of all, my son, Tylen Baker, who I'd like to wish a very, very happy birthday. On this date in history in 1966, Huey Newton and Bobby Seale, two students at a California college, created the Black Panther Party. Also on this date in history, in 1889, S.R. Scratton patented the curtain rod, and in 1875, A.P. Ashburn patented the biscuit cutter. If you didn't join in the hype of Black Friday and chose to stay at home to avoid the lines and the fights, never fear, today is recognized as Cyber Monday, and you can take advantage of some great online deals. I have posted some links to assist you with your online shopping on my website www.talkingwithtea.com Just click on the date of today's show. As people continue to talk with tea, I enjoy sharing conversations stemming from real people and real stories. And today we have another guest with us who's going to share her story and some insights regarding being a single mother. And this mother is a two-time survivor of domestic violence. She's a mother of three her oldest is 18, and her youngest is 10. And so we'd like to welcome Kendra Tate. Hello. Hi, Kendra. You're talking with T. And to get started today, I know we've discussed the difficulties of being a single mother, and I'd like for you to share what you feel your biggest struggle is. My biggest struggle right now is not having my kids' father in their life. Okay. And so is that struggle a financial burden or more of one of missing that relationship? Missing the relationship. Okay. And so you have two boys and a girl, correct? And your two boys are 18 and 15. Yes. And they have absent fathers, correct? Yes. And how do you think that has impacted them and you? Well, it hurts me to see my kids upset. Especially my youngest one because his temper is like his daddy's and I'm trying to get it where he won't have that, you know, violence in him. So I keep him active, try not to get him upset. I try to keep him busy so he won't get frustrated, upset. I try to keep him positive with sports and stuff. Okay, all right. So, what is it exactly that you think that a man could bring to the table or to your home environment that you aren't able to do? What is the difference? The difference is, I feel that they need their father for more advice, questions that they may have that I can't answer. I'm open to answer any questions that they want me to answer, 
But sometimes a male point of view is better sometimes than just from their mother. Right, especially when you're dealing with young men or young boys. So if you had a message to other single mothers, what would that message be? Keep your kids active. Find some good, positive role models that can mentor to them. I have my boys in the 100 black men, and I'm very appreciative because I feel that without them, my kids would probably end up on the street corners, not active in church, in the wrong crowd. Okay, so I know I had a guest on last week who talked about that um, young men have a need for finding other male role models, and they'll find them anywhere. And so if you don't have one available for them, sometimes they do find them on the streets. Do you have any advice, or not necessarily advice, but something you'd like to say to absent fathers? Please get involved with your kids so they can have that father and son bond. Okay. And even if it's a daughter, right? Yes. Because I, I've I've said that only a father can make his baby girl feel like a princess. And, and that and is the, so true. Yeah, it's something that a mother can't do. So we've talked before, actually in June, I think we did a whole series on the importance of having fathers. And I'm going to share some of that information back on the website before we close. Because I think that the heart of this interview is your story. And if you would like to share some of that with the listeners so that they can really relate. I have found that as people come on and share their stories, other people can relate and they find a sense of freedom and also a connection that they're not alone. So if you wouldn't mind before we close, sharing a little bit about your journey through all of this. My journey has been hard. Raising three kids on your own without no support really from their fathers. Having to sacrifice different stuff for your kids is hard. It gets frustrating. But like my oldest son told me that I'm a go-getter. I'm happy because he tells me that at Morehouse, they can tell that he didn't have a father in his home. They give me the utmost credit because the yes, ma'am, the no, sir, and... So let me stop you right there because I, I want to congratulate you. I do know your son, even though I'm not going to mention his name, but I do know him. I'm very proud of him, and I, I'm very excited that he is now at Morehouse College. And as you're sharing right now that he is doing well, and he's a respectable young man, and you were able to do that, and that you were able to do that, and I won't say necessarily by yourself, but in your home you had to seek other mentors and male role models, but yet and still you set that foundation Mm -hmm. that he was able to carry and to do things. And so you are a Mm go-getter. And so let's continue with your story. So you have him. He's gone off to college. Yes. And you've got two other ones that you are trying to still rear um, in a positive way, in spite of the absence of their fathers. Right. Right. And um, we also mentioned that you survived a couple of difficult domestic violence situations, which we've also recently talked about. So I want to admire you for that because that's hard. Yes, it is. Nobody really knows what a person go through. They can smile all day and you never know what's hurting them in the inside. And with me, it's more like I work, I work, 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 work. I know they want to be doing more than what they do, mm-hmm. but they know mama going to make sure that 
we're taken care of. Right. So at the end of the day, you're going to do the best you can. Right. And so I appreciate you coming on today. I'm actually thinking about where I want to go with this. I've had so many of these stories. And here on Talking With T, we know that everybody has a story. And that's one of the powerful messages that we bring to the table. So I'm thinking about how to start bringing some of these stories together and some of these people together. So I am thankful that you came on Talking With T today. And you have a blessed day. You too. For those of you that enjoyed last week's conversation with Carmen Sense, as he talked with Carlton Star Relaford, you are about to hear part two of this interesting and intriguing interview. If you missed part one, you can go back and hear it on the show dated November 23rd. And that's really what's going on. And we created this genre, but because these forces and these entities and these people outside of our culture are controlling it, then people grow up listening to all the degradation, all, all the murder, all the drug use, and they begin to think that that's how it's done. Their perception of it is skewed because that's really all they're hearing. That's all they're seeing. So I really don't think it's going to get any better, man, unless someone takes control of a piece of a section of the industry. You know, I just, I really don't see an improvement on a mass level. As the artist, a big argument seems to be, hey, you know, what's, you know, music doesn't really, you know, affect life. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm listening to a song about murder, murder, kill, kill. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a murderer. It doesn't mean I'm going to kill, kill. You know, and goes along with what you're saying about that influence on life. So, do you think art imitates life, or do you think life imitates art? I think it's, I think it's a, a give and take both ways. Okay. But, but I also believe uh, this is really scripture. You know. Faith comes by hearing, right? But what people aren't understanding is you can build your faith up in, in something, but that doesn't mean that that particular faith is good. If I'm continually listening to something that's telling me that uh, it's okay to rob people, then I'm going to build my faith up that it's going to be okay. You know, like we're ground, and what happens when you pour water into dirt? That dirt absorbs it. If you pour whatever you pour into the ground, the ground is going to absorb that substance. And if something is coming out of that ground, like a flower or a plant, then that plant is going to feed off of what's being poured into it. Uh, one of my favorite rappers or Christian rappers right now is this dude named Bizzle. If y'all don't know who that is, check him out, look him up online. He got put on because he did a kind of, it wasn't a diss track, but he did an expose kind of song about Jay-Z and all of that and what Jay-Z is doing and representing. And it's called um, Explaining the Dude. So, yeah, check that out, Explaining the Dude by Vincent. Um, but he has a song where he's talking about the same thing. But he has a line where he says, Like a horror flake tune, don't control the mood that you in. You know, I can't remember the whole line. He's basically addressing that people are saying, No, oh, man, it's just music. It don't make you do this or do that. It's just music. But he was like, you know, if you listen to a horror, if you watch a horror movie, the music in the horror movie tells you how to feel. Someone's walking through a dark hallway and you hear them violins. You know, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Jaws. You know, and yeah. you know, people in the water. We don't see no sharks, but because that music is playing, then we think something scary is about to happen. And usually in the movies, you know, in the first like 20 minutes, nothing scary really happens. But they use that music, that the violins and all them strings and stuff. To build your fear, and then nothing happens, you know. And then later, something scary does happen, yes. you know. 
you can't tell me that music is just music. If, if music is just music, then why isn't punk music played in the hospital uh, or in the elevator? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. When you go out with your wife and y'all have a date night, you know, y'all chilling and romantically at the crib, you're not going to bump. Well, some people will bump some crazy like Lil John. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But most people going to throw on some Luther. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, some H, some H Town or something. Set you know the mood. You know, yeah, to set that mood. That tells you right there that music plays a crucial part on your emotion. Yeah. That's why keyboard player or the organist will hit them little chords when the preacher get crumped. Because music, that's what music does. So yes. if anybody out there that's thinking that music don't have no kind of effect on you, then go two weeks without listening to anything and then tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Carlton, I want to, man, thank you, man, for coming on the show. First off, what's next uh, in line for Star, music-wise or otherwise, and what should we be on the lookout for? Well, I'm dropping, um, I'm dropping my album pretty soon. I haven't really set a date yet, but I'm thinking somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas I'm going to drop my album, uh, Hip Hop Born Again. It's just like a 10-song LP. I just finished mixing my boy Black Atticus album, doing a tribute to Black Doom. So that'll be dropping pretty soon. I'm doing the watch night service at Word of Life, the New Year's. I can't remember the name of church, but Sherry Williams. I'm going to be at her church on December 9th. I'm talking with my man, DJ Best Believe. He's out in Asheville. We're trying to get something together. He's got two or three artists, and they, uh, he wants to come to Knoxville. So I'm working on bringing all of that to Knoxville uh, anytime between now and January. So there's some things in the mix, man. I've already done some television roles like on Homicide Hunters and Killer Couples, stuff like that. So if you ever watch TV One or Investigation Discovery Channel or the Oprah Network, keep your eye out for me in some of them shows. But I'm definitely trying to get into some more film and bigger television roles. Yeah, just keep your eye out for that and pray for me that, you know, I keep my spirit, I can take these doors, uh, continue to open. And, you know, you're going to see me on TV and probably in some roles that's gonna, where I'm going to be looking crazy and acting a fool and doing crazy stuff. But just remember that I'm just acting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The music is for the message, but the uh, the acting is to broaden the horizon and uh, reach more people. God is definitely doing big things and opening doors. So I'm just trying to walk through. Well, you heard it here on Talking With T and Conversations with Karma Sense. Carlton Star Relifer, man, it's been great having you on the show. It was great listening to your man perspective on music in the industry, and we'll definitely be looking out for that album. And listeners, make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for the LP Hip Hop Born Again by Carlton Star Relifer. Man, it's been great having you on the show. I appreciate it. Before we move on to our next interview, let's take a listen to some music shared with us by Carlton Star Relaford, who will be in concert in Knoxville on December 19th at Seed. For more information on this event, once again, you can find it on my website, www.talkingwitht.com. Motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators. Motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Motivation. You can say what you want to say. You can hate if you want to hate. But if you hate and you my motivation. If you hate and you my motivation. You can do what you want to do. do what you wanna but what do. you do will come back to you. Back around, back so around. if you hate and you my motivation. If you hate and you my motivation. motivation. 
Let your haters be your motivators Rise on up like an escalator They pushing all the buttons on the elevator They keep missing, they stop Many ain't gon' make it uh, We on continual progression Yeah, it's slow but effective In the fast lane, they are reckless And over here, we just reckless MC Hammer, you can't touch this Flow too legit to quit, I don't make hits I make classics every time the beat switch So if you hatin', you can hate while I make hits You can say what you wanna say You can hate if you wanna hate But if you hatin', you my motivation If you hatin', you my motivation You can do what you wanna do But what you do will come back to you So if you hatin', you my motivation if you hating, you my motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators. Motivate. The state of sin had us victimized. But by his grace, we've been justified. Through his blood, we've been given life. And when we die, we'll be seated with the most high. That's right. Anointing, I need a double portion Safe inside of his will When the storm is coming We ain't tripping but the world bugging Living right in God's sight That's a touchy subject Motivation You can say what you wanna say Say what you wanna say You can hate if you wanna hate But if you hating, you my motivation If you hating, you my motivation Give me lemons, I make lemonade I'm showing love when you give me hate uh, They talking fear, but I'm living faith Born again every day, that's a clean slate uh, yeah, yeah, You can hate me if you wanna Cause hating only, only made me stronger And I ain't looking for no drama But when it comes, I won't run I'm suited up and on Trusting in the word of God uh, I'm turned up, ain't no turning off And I put that on everything You wanna hate, you can hate while I do my thing you can say what you wanna say. Say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. Hate if you wanna but hate. But if you hating, you my motivation. My motivation. If you hating, you my motivation. You can do what you wanna do. Do what you wanna do. But what do. you do will come back to you. Come back around. Back so around. if you hating, you my motivation. If you hating, you my motivation. My motivation. You can say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. hate. If you wanna hate. But if you hating, you my motivation. If you hate you, my motivation. You will now hear an update from one of Knoxville, Tennessee's movers and shakers, my friend, Pastor Darrell Arnold, as he reveals an upcoming project that is both interesting and inviting. Let's listen. So talking with T today is Pastor Arnold of Overcoming Believers, and he's here to share a new project that he's working on in the city. And so, Pastor Arnold, how are you today? Doing very well. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. I've been hearing great things about the show. All right. I'm glad to have you. So tell us about this upcoming project that you have. I'm having something called the B3 Project, uh, and the acronym for that is Bibles Behind Bars. And so the concept came from, um, I just really sensed that we were missing something, that there was a deficit in our ministry in regards to outreach. And I started thinking through the plethora of things that we've been doing in regards to serving the community, and I really felt like we missed something. And so as I was reading Matthew 25, uh, the Bible talks about taking care of the poor and uh, visiting those that are sick. And so we've done all of that. We've been taking care of the marginalized, the poor, and even those that are widowed and the elderly, but we had missed this whole prison piece. Mm. And so I had gone, preached at a prison a few times. We do have some ministry that goes out there. 
But from a consistent perspective, I, I think that we had dropped the ball on that. And so the best thing to do uh, in order to move forward is you got to figure out where you are in the deficits that are in your life. And so as it pertains to our bloodline, one of the deficits was we have not made the investments that we need to make concerning those that are imprisoned and those that are in jail. So I called down to the prison and talked to uh, Chief Ross and Chief gave me the name of someone and I asked them what they needed, assuming that they would need toothbrushes, toilet paper, toiletries and things like right. that. Commissary type of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what right, I assumed. Right. And so I was going to try to, you know, you know, do me a rally and make sure that they were taken care of in regards to that. And to 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 my amazement, he says, listen, people are getting born again every day in this particular community, but um, they don't have Bibles to keep up with the people that are getting born again. So there's a Bible deficit in the prisons and, right. and in right. the jails. And so uh, what I want to do is put a thousand Bibles in the hands of a thousand inmates in Knoxville jail and community and surrounding areas. And um, then on December the 5th at 10 a.m., uh, we're going to have a thousand people show up to it and pray. And we're going to be down at uh, the city county building. Um, I think that address is 400 uh, West Main Street. We're going to lay hands on that building and pray for those that are incarcerated and also pray for our young people who um, uh, we love and cherish that they won't go into the prison. Of system. course. So I just mm -hmm. want to make sure we have this right. So on December 5th. Yes. You are planning on a thousand people yes. joining you at the city county um, jail. You're going to surround that building and yes. offer up prayers. That's exactly for right. For those that are there, as well as hopefully for those that may be heading that direction, mm -hmm. that we want to make sure we kind of curb that into another pathway. So, anything else you want the listening audience to know about this day or how they can become a part of it? Well, it, uh, I neglected to tell you the time. Again, it is uh, December the 5th at 10 a.m. Okay. And uh, the greatest thing that we would like to see happen is for our community to come together from different churches and social and civil organizations and uh, come together and just come together and pray. So if I saw a thousand people down there, we'd be happy. So this is not an OBC event. It's a community citywide event. That's what your show is about. So we would love for them to come. If they would like to give towards that um, and donate something, um, we're just asking people to get $5. $5 okay. would put a Bible in everybody's hands. And okay. So and where can we contribute our $5? They can either go to the Overcoming Believers Church website at overcomingbelieverschurch.org, or they can just call the church or come by the church. Uh, the church phone number is 865-633-9050. Okay, and for those that don't have pen and paper handy, I'll be sure to post that contact information on the website so that you can participate either by making a financial contribution or hopefully joining everyone on the 5th um, to offer up prayer. So we appreciate always the work that you're doing in the community. Thank and you. I understand, like you said, it isn't an OBC thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're just vehicles of, of bringing people together for a common good. So do you have some other people already committed um, in joining in this project? Actually, I do. Pastor Tolbert uh, from um, Foster Chapel and his co his community will be a part of that. Pastor Battle, your pastor. All right. Tabernacle has committed to being a part of that. Sean Welch. Okay. Uh, pastor Sean Welch is going to be... A part of that, several of our Caucasian pastor friends will be a part of that. Uh, man, there's a whole plethora of people okay. that are committed. I just can't think. That's of all okay. Of them. That's There'll okay. Be a bunch of churches That's committed okay. to that. Uh, 
And so, again, I thank you for coming on Talking with T today. And I know I'll see you soon. Thank you. Very proud of what you're doing. Thank you. Well, hello, Pam. You're Talking with T, and we're ready for today's edition of the Crazy Chronicles. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well. So we're going to start off today. And you know how I feel about Fox News, but without even going there, we want to talk about a segment that um, aired on Fox and Friends by host Brian Kilmeade as he asked his co-host, Harris Faulkner, if she knew how to make Kool-Aid and if she served it with her meal. So, as you know, it kind of caught her off guard when he asked, do you make Kool-Aid? And she was like, do I do what? And he said, make Kool-Aid. And she said, no, I don't make Kool-Aid, but I made an adult beverage for her. And uh, she tried to kind of cover it up and change the direction of that conversation. But... I just still feel like some people don't get it. Do you think he actually thought it was offensive or he was clueless? I, I'm i not understanding what happened here. I don't know. I think uh, Fox News has a whole list of slick racist stuff they can say to people just to, just to push their buttons. Because when he asked her, she kind of did the head spin for a minute, like, what? <laughs> And a little half flip. So I'm thinking, then she thought about, oh, this is my job, and bring it down about three notches. And he, then he repeated it again. He, he must didn't see that look, because he repeated it again. Do you know how to make Kool-Aid? And why would you ask a black person that know how to make Kool-Aid? Every black person knows how to make Kool-Aid. Exactly. <laughs> but it's still not appropriate to ask us, especially on live television. Right, especially on live TV, because it could have went... So far south. It's a good thing he asked her and he didn't ask Shaniqua. But she was like, she had been like, well, can your mama make Kool-Aid? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so recently, Pam, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and I trust that you had a great time with family, friends, food, and fun. How was your yes, Thanksgiving? You. Well, that's great. Did you get out on Black Friday? No, I did not get out in that chaos. You know, I didn't either. Maybe they want to call it Black Eye Friday because I understand that fights broke out at Walmart stores and shopping centers across the country between Thursday evening and the start of Friday. Yes, it is. But ooh, ooh, ooh. Girl, I got a fight to tell you today that happened at Mount Island Baptist Church. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, we're still on the regular version of the Crazy Chronicles. What we're going to do, if you want to talk about that, the listeners are going to have to go to www.talkingwitht.com for the Crazy Chronicles Uncut and Uncensored if you want to talk about some local activity at a local church that I won't name that happened here in Knoxville, Tennessee on Sunday. Yes, that will be there. All right. All right. Well, Pam, thank you for joining me today. And until next week, you've enjoyed today's edition of the Crazy Chronicles. Right, all right, all right. As we near the close of the show, if you are in Knoxville, Tennessee, remember to attend the Disparities in Educational Outcomes Task Force community meeting to be held at Austin East Magnet High School starting at 5.30 p.m. tomorrow, December 1st. Also remember to attend the second annual Winter Wonderland to be held at Hardy Park and Tabernacle Baptist Church on Thursday, December 3rd. This event will begin at 6 o'clock p.m. You can find out more about upcoming events by visiting www.thevillageofknots.com and going to the calendar page. Once again, we've come to an end, 
but keep in touch by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following me on Facebook and Twitter. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Where there is no struggle, there is no strength. Oprah Winfrey. Remember where you heard the word, increase the peace until next week. You've been talking with T on the show to be.